What is up everyone? Happy Thursday. Again, a little bonus pod action for you on a Thursday coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is a locally owned commercial and residential cleaning company who specializes in commercial cleaning from shared workspaces and commercial buildings to medical clinics, retail stores, production facilities, and high-rise building maintenance. Check them out online, Clearwater Cleaning Solutions. So, uh, earlier today, I went over on the Fresh Take Network. We started at about 11.30, right after the Ben Simmons-James Harden trade went down. We went through the NBA trade deadline and then beyond to react, give some winners and losers to all of that. So, uh, here is the uh, NBA trade bonus show here on Couch Potato Diary. What it is, what it do, everyone. We are live here on... Uh, well, we're recording this for audio for everyone to hear, and uh, we are live on YouTube. I'm uh, just sending all the links right now, so as we send out the links and everything like that, and then, uh, Peter, you can break it down, and then you can retweet everything afterwards. Echo, turn off. Uh, so uh, your, your first initial thoughts. Yeah, absolute craziness. Uh, who would have thought Goran Dragic would get traded? No, uh, the, obviously the, the big one of the day, uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets and Philadelphia 76ers with a sport-altering blockbuster uh, with Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks going to the Brooklyn Nets in exchange for James Harden. I think it makes both teams better. It certainly makes more, both teams more interesting. I think that from a Philadelphia standpoint, you could not waste this season from Ben Simmons. And now to, to get something in return for him is great. To get a potential superstar player in return is interesting. And I think for Brooklyn now, you can have a team that looks a couple of different ways, depending on if Kyrie is available and if he is not. And it seems like things would be trending toward him being able to be available for a lot of the postseason run. And that takes a lot of the pressure off of Ben Simmons. I think this makes Brooklyn quite scary and very, very yeah. good. And not just the Ben Simmons part of it. I think including Seth Curry in this makes it a gigantic win for the Brooklyn Nets. And you, you think of what they can do when they have everyone out there. You, when, and you could run uh, Kyrie at the one, uh, Curry at like, or uh, yeah, Curry at the two, Simmons at the three, uh, or uh, Durant at the three, Simmons at the four, and Claxton at the five. There, there's so much you can do creatively with that team. Um, I, I just, I think that it, it's a giant change that is going to be a difficult one to maneuver mid-season, but it, it's one that I'm, I'm really, really interested to see how Brooklyn's going to be able to do this now. Uh, yeah, I think for Brooklyn, um, it's it's really interesting for them just from the sense of I, I'm interested to see how Ben works out mm -hmm. of all this, right? Um, they and they and getting Seth out of it, which it, the sticking point seemed to be Matisse Thibel. Uh, just before you know, I was you're talking on air, like I jumped in the shower quick, thinking I could get a quick shower before we did all this, and the sticking point I was reading was like it was Matisse Thibel uh, that was going to be the kind of the thorn. It didn't make anything work in this. And obviously that wasn't the case in the long term. I, I think the Nets made out like game busters in this, yeah. to be honest, uh, just from, you know, you get Seth Curry. So you more or less kind of replace, you know, at least the shooting that you lose with Harden. You don't get the playmaking side, but you don't need the three playmaking side. And now look, it's, it's the same old kind of thing. You're always going to say, no one can stop star player X, whatever. No one can stop Giannis, right? Mm -hmm. But you have someone that's at least, capable of guarding him and now Durant 
who had to work his ass off against Giannis in that Bucks and Nets series last time. He does not have the task of guarding Giannis. That will go fully on Ben, and they will even tell Ben, we don't give a shit if you score. We got Kyrie, and we got Durant, and Seth yeah. can even do some of that. You just play defense. That's what you do best. Yes, yeah, and that's I think that's going to be his role now on this team, and he he needed to go to a team that had some spacing. Well, with Kyrie, Seth, and Katie out there, they're spaced. I would say so he, he can yeah. go down, do his stuff at the, the dunker spot. And yeah, defensively, it seems like, I don't know if Ben Simmons said something to Giannis at some point in Giannis's career, but it does seem like Giannis enjoys going at Ben Simmons. And so that'll be an interesting matchup, but no, you're right. Like that, everything in the East right now is all designed on stopping that guy and that team. And now, like you said, that there is no Giannis stopper, but they come pretty close to it. And I think the, the Seth Curry involvement in this is just such a big ad because as you mentioned, I don't think you lose much of that scoring, especially when everyone is available to be out there with yeah. the James Harden. Like James Harden was better than Seth Curry for most of his career, uh, for all of his career. Yeah, all of but, his career, yes. Yeah, yeah, for all of his career. Yeah, I, I don't know why I said most. Um, but I, I don't think that gap is as wide as it was now. Like, this is also not James Harden of five years ago. It's not even James Harden of two years ago that you were trading. It's a guy who didn't want to be there. And no, I, I think this is like, I think both sides win. I think Brooklyn definitely wins more. And even the Andre Drummond piece is not nothing because I, I think the way you got to look at this is the, the defensive matchup of, of thing, right? Like, so now you have a guy that can guard Giannis and Drummond. It's just a body. You can put on Embiid. If you have to yeah. deal with Embiid, he is six fouls on Embiid. He's a big exactly. body. He's not going to fully stop Embiid, but you had no one else to really put on Embiid. You had, you know, Devonte Sharp, who is a rookie who was not ready for that task. You know, Nick Claxton, again, a young player, not ready for that task. Andre Drummond has proven to go head-to-head with Joel Embiid. We know they have a rivalry in the past. So it's, again, it's a well-made player that can get rebounds, get out the way, knows his role. I think that's the best part about this trade that I love for the Nets is they got two players, three players, really, that know their roles. I mean, Ben will have to be a little bit talked to about his role, but specifically with Seth and Andre Drummond, they know what the roles are. And I think they really hit the two kind of holes that they're going to have to deal with come, you know, they had a problem maybe facing Embiid and they had a problem maybe facing Giannis and they've taken care of both of those. And I don't know what the health of Joe Harris is, but now whatever that is, you fixed it with Seth. So great job by Brooklyn. Yeah. And it's something, it kind of gets Brooklyn back to where we thought they were at the beginning of the season, not with the Giannis stopper, but we talked at the beginning of the season, why we thought this Brooklyn thing could work is because they had the superstars, but they also had depth behind it. And now Ben Simmons, I still think they're superstars somewhere locked away in there. They just need to find it, but you still might have three superstars and now you have improved the depth of your situation. I I think it's great. Um, Yeah. I, I think Brooklyn, to, to just like look at those individual matchups that they were going to have to face and to, to get, okay, well, we're going to need that in this series. We're going to need this in this series. I, I think it's a, I, I think it is a job well done. And I, I think that you, you give yourself also some backup if Brooklyn happens to run into Toronto in yeah. uh, at some point in the postseason and travel restri- uh, restrictions are still what they are. I, I think you are now set up where Ben Simmons, if he has to run the point for four to seven games against Toronto, he can, he can at least do that. Like it just, it gives you so much versatility. And I think defensively it makes them very difficult to handle. Again, the, the, the kind of outlier in all of this is, if you are getting the Ben Simmons that we have seen in the past, because we don't yeah. know, we don't know what Ben Simmons we're getting. Hey, we don't know. 
when we're getting a Ben Simmons. I would yeah, imagine I, he had to be knowing that a trade would could be coming at this time. So hopefully he's in better shape, but who knows when we're getting Ben Simmons and what Ben Simmons we're getting when that happens again. Uh, we're going to go to the Philly side of this, but another trade just happened. Boston Ooh. has traded Josh Richardson to the Spurs for Derek White. Interesting trade of Richardson had started to play pretty hmm. good for them. It, it's a weird one there. I don't know, like... The Spurs yeah. normally don't make a lot of moves and they've made two moves now and both very interesting moves. And we'll talk about their move, but more or less talk about the Philly side of this. So for Philly, they get James Harden, who, yes, you know, just two, three years ago before this trade was unbelievable and, you know, was an MVP quality player. Here's the problem though. Like you have to hope that if you're doing this, that you have a guarantee now from Harden that he's coming back this off season because if he walks away, we know the connection he has to Daryl Morey, so I'm sure that's why Daryl wanted this to happen so badly. You know, Daryl originally was almost going to offer Ben Simmons to Houston on the first initial offer, so here we go kind of full circle with all these. These players ended up moving for each other anyways. I think that's why this whole thing started was because of that initial trade for Harden and Ben got sour about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, Harden going there, I think it works, you know, uh, having a great off-the-ball player. I worry about the point guard potential situation there right now. I think I'd have to check out what it is, but I think Maxi is the point guard now, which he's more of a two guard to me than a real point guard Yeah, there. Uh, I have to look at their depth chart a little bit more. So my biggest question is, can you guarantee the heart is going to come back there? If you have a bad off season uh, free, uh, I mean, postseason is Harden going to for sure resign with you. I mean, this is the guy now that's bounced out of two situations because he wasn't happy about it. And yeah. You know, Houston fans, pretty easy fans to deal with. Brooklyn fans, they're not Knicks fans, pretty easy to deal with. Welcome to Philadelphia, James. Right. Yeah, yeah. You you, you can't be showing up looking also like Joel Embiid yeah. um, if you're James Harden now in, in Philadelphia. And I, I think a lot of the, the ball handling stuff is going to be on James Harden um, in, in the spot. Now, I know he was a little bit frustrated with how much was on his shoulders, I think a lot of the offense is going to run through Harden, but I think most of it probably is going to run through Joel Embiid. Like you have a big there who everything kind of rolls through. I don't know if you need necessarily a traditional point guard there, but no, like you said, like the, the buy-in from Harden is going to be important. A, he had, you, you have to have some idea that he's going to come back next year, but B, you have to know that he is committed this season because he's, yeah. Far be it from me to comment on, on someone's body type, but dude is starting to look a little bit more like the final days of Houston than what I, I think Brooklyn would have been comfortable with. And that is not a player I want around Joel Embiid, who has put so much work into his body and to, to getting into shape so that he is, is capable of handling the grind of an 82-game regular season. But I need to know that that buy-in is there because they just gave up a lot. Um, a, a lot for him. And I, I don't know yeah. when you look at the, the shooting that you lose with a Seth Curry, how much you are really gaining with a, a James Harden in that sense. Obviously I think this move makes Philadelphia better, but the buy-in of James Harden is going to decide how much better now. And from a basketball fit standpoint, if nothing else, I'm interested to see what this all looks like now with Harden and Embiid. Yeah. I, I, I wish they kind of would have tried to get more, like even get like a Javon Carter, Mm-hmm. or Bruce Brown like you just really they pretty much just get hardened out of this right and some picks yeah it's even Nick Claxton or like even Blake Griffin you know mm-hmm. like just to get get something out I think they got Millsap I believe 
Oh, right. Yes. They also get Millsap in there. Um, but still, which, I'm just... I'm, uh, that's I'm that's not, nothing, though. Like, that, Millsap is not, a zero at this point to me. He's not Paul Millsap. I would have been looking around the edges for a kind of guard, and that's why I would have looked at a Bruce Brown or a Javon Carter for them. Uh, oh, um, Romeo Langford is also in the deal. So they traded Romeo Langford and Josh Richardson for Derek White. Hmm. Is that opening up a roster spot to do something? Like, are they looking to open up a roster spot for a buyout guy? Um, Who's going to go to Boston? Well, you can go to the Bucks. have two spots, by the way, now, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, Like, that's uh, interesting. I I, I like Derek White. I think he's fine. And by the way, this is just what the pod's going to be like for the next hour, folks. It's just going to kind of be all over the place. Uh, I, I like Derek White. I think he's good, I but I don't think he's worth Josh Richardson and Ro- and Romeo Langford. No, he's not give up two assets for good. Like I, I, I think he's a fine complimentary piece, but the the that's not that's not a trade I would have done. I'm I'm interested now because that that seems like a setting up for something else type of a move for for Boston. Um, the San Antonio Spurs are just acquiring a bunch of stuff now. Langford never really got a, a real yeah. shot in in Boston, so I think he'll be interesting there. And Richardson. Richardson is always and forever going to interest teams because he's long yeah. um, wing player. Like those types of guys are forever going to get opportunities in the, in the NBA. Um, on Derek, the, White the, made, Derek White, by the way, is under contract for five years, 15 this year, 16, 17, and then 18 till 2024. That seems like too much. Yeah. I'm being honest. That seems like, yeah. Hey, that seems like a contract. The Spurs don't hand out. Uh, and then B, it seems like a contract you don't trade two assets for. Yeah, the Spurs more or less just got out of the Derek White contract. Mm-hmm. They got Josh Richardson, who's an expiring, I believe. Or at least uh, yes. one more year. I have to double check Boston stuff. And then Romeo Langford, who they can get rid of. So they just dumped, ease they've dumped the Drew Inbanks contract today. Yep. They are going to, and they're going to waive Dragic, which we'll talk about in a bit. And yep. then they got rid of 14 million from Thad Young. So R.C. Buford and Pop, who normally don't do a lot of stuff in trade deadline, are making some, uh, of course, smart moves. Yeah. Uh, Richardson has one more year left on his deal. I wrote some okay. of this stuff down. Okay, uh, I actually did some you. prep work. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's, yeah, they're, they're making moves in San Antonio. And like for a guy like Langford, is the type of player a team like San Antonio, I think, should get a look at. And we'll talk about the four-team trade later with the, the yeah. Pistons acquiring Bagley. I don't mind bad teams just, taking a flyer on guys sometimes yep. it works out sometimes it doesn't um like the, the raptors built an entire franchise on a move like that with the rudy gay trade so mm-hmm. I, I don't mind um i don't mind those types of deals just quickly back on the the, the blockbuster the, the brooklyn yeah, yeah, yeah. one um james harden is all philadelphia's getting the draft picks are going brooklyn so way. there's no Millsap. oh sorry yeah it Millsap too yeah my apologies <laughs> yeah, okay uh but all, all the draft picks are going brooklyn's way um which is interesting because that's man brooklyn gets a lot in this trade i'm that's fleece them to my i'm sorry i think the nets fleece them i really do i, I think tarden is really really good but it's it's some way i wonder if it's somewhat similar to what my lakers did when we traded for westbrook right it's like oh yeah like you you just have to give up kcp and kuzma and, and trez and i was like yeah but those are all really good players mm-hmm. around the edges and philly traded players that like andre drummond again like you went from having him as an asset to backup Embiid to they can use him as an asset against Embiid. Yeah. And Seth Curry is a great scorer to, I mean, it, it depends what Harden we're going to get. Are we going to get Stay Puff Marshmallow Man? 
uh, Harden? Right. Or are we going to get, I'm ready to go and shape James Harden? That's that's the thing I don't know about and how well the pick and pop is going to work with the two of them. How much is MB going to get pissed when the ball's not in his hand as much? I mean, I know James is good at playing the point, the point guard role, but still. Yeah. But on the opposite end of that, how pissed is James going to be when the ball's not in his hand, right? Because there, there was a lot of your controller has disconnected when, when James Harden was out on the floor when the ball wasn't running through him at times, right? Like there, there was a lot of just standing around and the ball is going to be uh, need to be in Embiid's hands quite a bit. Just looking at this, a, a couple of things while we're kind of talking through this live yeah. on the air, a couple of things come to mind. One, this is very Daryl Morey. Right. Like mm-hmm. this is depth be damned. I just want superstars. If, if yeah. I, if I get superstars, I have a better chance of winning than if I don't. And of all the players in this deal, James Harden is still the closest to being a superstar. So that makes yeah. sense yeah. on the other aspect of this, just talking it out. If with the way everything went down with, with James Harden and with him, like clearly not wanting to be there anymore, if you would have just got, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. Like, it's not a good deal, but it's not a, I'm hanging up the phone. And then you get Ben Simmons on top of it, which is an interesting aspect of it. Like, it's just that the more you pile onto this trade, the more it does seem like a a good one for Brooklyn. I I think Brooklyn definitely comes out ahead in this one. I do think Philadelphia is improved now, but are they improved? Like, are they better than Brooklyn is now? I don't think so. Are they better than Milwaukee is now? I don't think so. I don't know. Are they better than the Raptors? Because I look at the depth chart now, like Tyrese Maxey is the point guard. His backup is Shake Milton, who's been up and down. James yeah. Harden's backup right now is Corkmaz. Again, fine, but not right. great. Uh, then you have Halliburton and Green there. Green, I think, has seen his better days. Then you have Tobias Harris. His back is George Niain. Again, okay, but not, come a playoff, do I really want to trust George Niain? And the backup for Joel Embiid now, I think I follow the NBA pretty good, Peter. It's Charles Bassey and Paul Reed. Mm, no, those are made up names. Nope. You, yeah. uh, you, you made those up. That's, that's in like that's... NBA 2K year three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That that's, I, I traded a bunch of dudes and got second round picks back. So now I got to roll with this guy. Get on the phone um, with the Lakers. And I'm not just saying this, like go even get a DJ just to mm-hmm. have a body yeah. to back that back you up now. Cause that yeah. the Lakers will practically give you DJ for a second round pick. The, the one, the, the one counter I would have to that. And this is, this or is Dwight. coming from, go get back to white. Right. Uh, this is coming from a lot of um, a lot of the, the Raptor fandom in me there. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many playoff series the Raptors went into with. Yeah, they got the better stars, but look at our bench. And then yeah. LeBron goes for 80 and That's it doesn't true. matter. <laughs> like what, when yeah. you get into the playoffs, the bench matters a little bit less, but yeah. it doesn't it, it's not nothing. And for especially for a guy like Joel Embiid, who is a beast and a monster and at worst is second in MVP voting in the NBA right mm-hmm. now. But that is not a dude you want out there for 48 minutes a night. And now to, to not have anything behind him. Call the Nuggets for Boogie even. Right. Yeah, go just anything, any kind of backup there. But behind him, they need something there. And the, the drumming aspect of it, you're right, it is interesting. But yeah, you, like you go on down, like who can you, with this trade, <laughs> it's funny. I say, I think Philadelphia is better with this. And now I'm shitting on Philadelphia in it. But with this trade, we've already established, we don't think they're better than Milwaukee. We don't think that they are better than the the Brooklyn Nets I can't even tell you definitively if they're better than Chicago I think it's a good matchup in that series I think Embiid just kills Vucevic for four games um like that that that's violent and uncomfortable but if you can just accept that that's a loss the rest of the team around them like there isn't a DeMar stopper on that team or anything like that right like there's 
it just, it feels like there needs to be another move coming. And I wonder if there's some kind of Tobias Harris move that now mm-hmm. Philadelphia rolls out there with um, to, to try to get out of that contract. Cause that's been part of these conversations quite a bit. Yeah. And if there's a couple of pieces, they can kind of turn that into from Oklahoma city or someone uh, along those lines, but no, you're right. Like it's, you are relying on perfect health from a couple of guys who haven't necessarily shown that they can give you perfect health. If I went by the depth chart right now of the Eastern Conference for the rankings, I'm still going to put the Bucks one because they're the champs, and I'm going to give the, the champs credit in Old yep. but the Nets are pretty close up there. And then I think it's Heat and then Bulls and Cavs, and then I think it's the Sixers. I have the Cavs still slightly above mm. um, Philly just because of the defensive prowess that they have. And yep. a little bit of the depth that the Cavs have. Now, the youth thing, I worry about what the Cavs will have. And, you know, Sixers could just go in and bulldoze them over. But I like right. the overall core more of what the Cavs have. Bulls, I think, like you said, I think the Sixers will probably destroy the Bulls. But against the Heat, I don't know if they can grind just out a, bad a series matchup. against the Heat. Yeah, it's a bad matchup mm-hmm. against the Heat, too. So, yeah. Uh, for Brooklyn, though, just, I mean, great job uh, by Sean Marks oh, today. Yeah. It's a great yeah. job. Excellent. Excellent job. Um, th- this is like th- there's a disgruntled player. It didn't turn into a big thing. It's not a big drama. You're dealing with enough drama there. And I, I love this trade for Brooklyn. I really, really do. I-, I think it sets if it was just Ben Simmons, I would love this trade for Brooklyn. I think it makes them very interesting. But to add Seth Curry to it, I can't stress enough how big of a piece I think Seth Curry is yeah. to this deal. The shooting that he can provide in the postseason, even like if you need to sit Durant and Kyrie for extended periods of time, and he's like one of like, you have him, we don't know about the the health of Harris, but if you can just get him and Harris out there for some bench minutes and just light the world on fire shooting wise, I think that provides you like he, he is, he is a good enough scorer that he can be the main scorer of a bench mob unit. And padding together. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like you, you can all of a sudden with Brooklyn. Now you have two stars that are better than 99% of the stars in the league. And now you have a bench unit that can win you those bench minutes as well. Like I, I, I think this is a great job by Brooklyn. I really, really do. And like you said, Andre Drummond, if nothing else can file Joel Embiid six times. Like that's, that's basically it. That's the kind of guy that the bucks wanted and they kind of got it. We'll talk about that trade in a second here, but I think you, you needed that. I think his team saw what Embiid has been doing. It's like, we just need someone to throw onto him. And now you can throw LMA onto him. You can throw yep. Devonte Sharp and you can throw Drummond, pick whoever you want. And you can just throw him on MB now. When, I mean, that series just feels inevitable. Does it not? In oh the yeah. Playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, and that, that'll be a lot of fun uh, with that. And it's, it's crazy to look at like Milwaukee who clearly they just won a championship. So they're in an all in stage. Um, Brooklyn is clearly in an all-in spot with, with Durant playing the way he is capable of playing. And Joel Embiid is the best player in the Eastern Conference, uh, at the most valuable player in the Eastern Conference this season. One of those teams isn't making the Eastern Conference Finals. Like one of yeah. those teams. And this is just assuming we don't get Chicago, Miami, or Cleveland coming in yeah. and making one of these teams slip on the, the, the uh, slip on a banana peel. Like of all these teams that we just mentioned, someone's going out in the first round. And that's crazy um how how good the east is and I, I think because of this like we're still as we're talking here live um we're still about an hour away from the trade deadline yeah. and it sounds like brooklyn's still trying to make some moves and i wonder now the next part of this i wonder what some of the other dominoes are like does is there another philadelphia move is there another milwaukee there move be. 
Does Last Chicago time. try to get in on this? We've already said, I think, I think we've seen Cleveland's big swing, although I think they still have all of their draft picks that they could do. Um, yeah. And so, I don't yeah. think Kevin Love would be a guy they trade anymore. I think he, they want to keep on him. I mean, the Raps yeah. are right in this discussion now because they've Pascal's back. And it's funny because uh, at the start of the day, there was some Perzingis stuff going around for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. And if this was like three weeks ago, I think Raptor fans were like, well, maybe Pascal for him. And now it's like, nope, we're nope. good. Yeah. We are You're not good. touching Pascal anyone in that starting back. five. Pascal's back. Peter's jersey is safe. <laughs> Rocking it today. Nice. They're going to be a team that I, I don't, the Raptors are not an NBA champion contender per se. But if let's say the Raptors made the Eastern final, I'm not going to be shocked. They are a team that nobody wants to face. Yeah, if I don't know um, if they're going to have an impact like playing, like you said, in the Eastern Conference final or yeah. whatever, but whoever they play, they are going to have an impact on in the next round. You know, like yeah. they are going to be that team where Milwaukee gets to breeze through Charlotte. Let's just throw out a team. Um, but Philadelphia has to play Toronto and that ends up grinding them a little bit. And that could be the difference. Like they, they could be one of those teams that they wear them down so that the next level is that much more difficult for them. Um, I know that. The, the trade today is getting um, is a little polarizing on the the on Toronto Twitter. I love the trade that they made today. I, I think yeah. this sets them up much better than they were I before. Like Pascal Siakam last night against Oklahoma City had to play 40 minutes. This is a team that needs depth, and Thad Young is comfortable coming off of the bench. He fits the style of play that the Raptors want to play perfectly. On this team, he could play the five. Um, and he, he has played the five before in stretches with San Antonio. He can play the three. He is switchable. I, I think for a guy who we all thought was just going to be a buyout dude a couple of months ago to turn that into uh, Thad Young, who knows what Eubanks is going to be, but to, to turn that into a couple of different things, I think is a, a fantastic bit of business for Toronto. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, it, it's funny, you know, they, the, the, the no dunks guys listened to them this morning and uh, Taz Mellis, there's like 10 guys in the Raptors that are six, nine now. Yeah. It just, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you got an asset for something that you did that for, I mean, I hate that the Spurs are going to wave the, uh, are going to wave him. Cause I want him to just San Antonio is great. I love the city, but you know what I'm saying? Like to rot in San Antonio and not have the opportunity to go to contender for what he did to Toronto this year, because yeah. it's not like he got traded to a bad team. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like he is exactly what this Raptor team needed. Like they, mm-hmm. if he could have accepted a role coming off the bench behind an all-star, then he is the perfect ball handler for that second unit, taking some of the pressure off Malachi Flynn, who it's just, it's not there for Malachi Flynn for yeah. what the Raptors need of him. Rare he, miss from Masai. Yeah, he would be great um, on like an uh, Orlando or uh, like somewhere where just like yeah, it's my give dream him trade for the Raptors. Go. By the way, is that they get Cole Anthony for Malachi by the end of the night? Yeah, um, I would. T- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like he he is perfect secondary ball handler on that uh, handler on that second unit to help kind of guide things a little bit because they just they they don't have that and that's where they're they're lacking depth wise. And the, the fact that he could have very much contributed to a clear playoff team and just didn't is incredibly frustrating. This isn't uh, Alonzo Mourning or anything like that. Like the Raptors are actually getting something in this and I, I think yep. getting something useful. But this is, it's a little vintage for the, the Raptors. Haven't had to deal with this in a while. I mean, the first round pick, it kind of sucks. 
to give that up. But I mean, you're, it's going to be a late pick. The Raptors are going to be a playoff team the next few years. So you're looking at somewhere between 21 to like 28, hopefully 32. Um, and then you get this late piston pick, which more or less will be in some ways where the Pistons are a late first rounder anyways. Right. Like you're, you're moving back, like maybe 10 spots in the draft yeah. uh, for a Raptor team that like they, they do well in the back part of the first round. They do pretty well in the second round too. Um, yeah. They've been able to, to find some gems there. So th- this is a, a Toronto team that I think is comfortable moving back in that sort of a way to, to, to get this deal done. And I think that young, wherever he's gone, he, he just has excelled. You don't, you don't see any fan bases that are mad or like, yes, that young is gone. Everyone is mad. I mean, I saw Bulls fans today, like, man, we wanted that young back. Yeah. And I think he's just the kind of the perfect guy for nurse. You've seen a lot of names floated around there. I mean, when that initial four team trade was there and THT, for example, was rumored to the Raptors. I'm like, as a Laker fan, I'm like, I, that's a guy that I can tell you Nick nurse will not like. Yeah. Yeah, that that one was concerning me quite a bit. Yeah. Um, the Nerlens Noel was involved in that to, yeah. to go to Toronto as well. Yeah, and like I've I've never been a big Nerlens Noel fan, but I, I think like rim protection wise, he provide he would have provided the Raptors with something they didn't have. But yeah. no, I think Thad Young, like you pointed out, it fits this roster and what they are looking to do with this positionless basketball team um, perfectly. Uh, James Harden has opted into his contract. So he will play next year for the Sixers. So okay. no free agency for James Harden that okay. just reported by Sham. By the way, Shams killing Woj today. Mm-hmm. He got the James Harden thing about a whole minute before Woj did. Yeah. Yeah. He's been great. Um, I mean, look, Woj got Romeo Langford in that deal ahead of Shams. So, I mean, maybe that's he like didn't a- get that because Chris Haynes beat him for that. Chris Haynes. Oh, that's some- right. Chris Haynes is almost beating Woj today. Yeah. Woj is slacking. Uh, even even Zach Lowe, I think, might have. So Zach you, Lowe right had now. it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we have about a minute, about an hour, about a minute until the last hour of the trade deadline, and even after that, it's about ten minutes or so. The stuff still uh, trickles out of it. Um, just before um, we gotta get to the rest of the trade. Oh, you got something? Yeah. Um, sneaky trade here. Uh, the Pacers are finalizing a trade. It's from Woj, so he's back on the board. Uh, okay. Pacers are finalizing a trade to send Torrey Craig to the Suns for Jalen Smith and a future second-round pick. What are the Suns doing? Yeah. The the Suns, it is very clear. The Suns wow. are winning in spite of themselves. That is the dumbest shit I've seen so far. That That's is a hell worse. of a trade for the Pacers. I... That is worse than the Halliburton trade. Yeah. I like, I kind of like what the Pacers have done. Pacers <laughs> um, are fleecing people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're taking all the shots. You should, um, th- this is a great deal for, for the Pacers and like for the Suns, it's not good. Like it, it's giving up on a young pick way too quickly. It is all the, the, the counter to that, just to play devil's advocate for a second. It's a kid. You're not playing at all. And maybe Tory Craig can get you. I- so not for Tory Craig, man. Right. Yeah. Like, like at least get Goga. At least mm-hmm. get Goga. <laughs> Fuck. Like, I know you're not going to get Miles Turner for that, right? But the, yeah. the, the one rumor trade was that they were going to get Thad Young for him. Mm. That was the original trade of that they were going to get Thad Young for him. So just getting Tory Craig, who I think is fine, but Jabari Smith is a 11th overall pick who they were too cheap to pay. First of all, and he will probably resign, but they still have to worry about Aiton, who will be an unrestricted free agent this summer. 
And is by he, the I way, think, I think he's I think he's restricted, isn't he? he I think they can match. Right. But, but still. they have to worry, but he they have to worry about that. And what if Portland now, who has $60 million and still can trade Nurkic in the next hour here, yeah. comes with the bag for right. him, or or Oklahoma City does, or whatever for Aiden. And then all of a sudden you had at least this young center. And that that pick was always bad because Halliburton was there, Cole Anthony was there when you needed mm-hmm. a point guard. And then you took this kid who had a lot of promise. And, you know, in the last few games that I've seen with the Suns, I'm like, oh, I like this kid a lot. And then you just trade him for just Torrey Smith. Yeah, that's it, it's just it's a waste of a pick. Um, it's a way and it's it, it's a waste of a pick. And then there was nothing done to help develop him into something that maybe makes that pick worth it. You know, like he's yeah. immediately put at the end of the bench and immediately contributes nothing. And they, they don't even try to develop him like this is I think it's a hell of a deal. For, oh for Indiana. And Pacers, A-plus yeah, this offseason. Th- this trade God. season, they've done phenomenally well. And now it is almost at the point, I don't think they have to trade Turner. Like, you you look at what they've been able to, to do here. You have Jalen Smith now. Um, yeah. You have Halliburton. You get healed as well, who I think there's something there. I, yep. I know Laker fans would much rather he's wearing a different shade of yellow yep. right now. Yep. Yeah. And he, then, like, he's put, a really good young player too, Indiana. Like he's a really right. good young player. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Lottery ticket here. Come on. Um, but you put Miles Turner with that group. There's something there. And I'm, I like that the Pacers are going more the young player route than just give us a thousand draft picks. Like I, I think yeah. that's a, a real interesting way of going about this, but this is, this is a home run. And even if Jalen Smith turns out to be nothing, it costs you Tory Craig. What are you doing with Tory Craig? If you're Indiana. I don't even know what you're doing with Torrey Craig with Phoenix, to be perfectly honest. But. I don't I don't really get it. For Fe- I thought for Phoenix, I, I mean, if if it came down to that, they could have just put in Dario into there. They could have afforded Buddy, who Indiana does not want. They want to get right. rid of his contract. I would have just given them Dario, who's hurt. You're not going to use him. And if you had got Buddy in there and have Buddy off the bench, then it would have been like, oh, my God, the, mm-hmm. the Suns. That's a weird – that's the worst trade James Jones has made. And that – and I don't get it mad at James Jones for a lot of that because that's a lot of Robert Sarver yeah. and, you know, the Suns kind of being better than, you know, they they should because in spite of how cheap Robert Sarver is, it's kind of amazing that they are in the position they have because of how much of a cheap ass he is. He didn't pay Aiden. He was surprisingly paid CP. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they didn't even pick up the option for Smith. So yeah. I think we all kind of figured that was going to happen there. Like the Suns are still the top team. I would say they're the favorite for the NBA title, despite even what the Nets did. Um, but that's a bad trade. It's a bad trade. And it's just, it's mismanagement yeah. up and down all the way along. Like it's like just everything you went through, like the option isn't even that expensive. It's like $6 million. Like it's cheap yeah. to just like, I'm sure that there are definitely worse contracts in the NBA. There are guys making a lot more who would do a lot, ma- a lot less than Jalen Smith would. So no, that's a, that's a bad one for Phoenix. And it, it just, it really shows the power of Chris Paul. It honestly, Chris Paul just moved up my MVP rankings a little bit. The fact that he can have this team winning while they're being mismanaged so poorly. God. Um, well, since we're on the factor of, uh, uh, of the Pacers right now, let's kind of do a little bit of backtracking right sure. now. I, I talked about this trade with Michaela, but I want to get your thoughts on it. We are now uh, about an hour less about an we're less than an hour now to the end of the deadline and my Lakers have not done anything. So I'm getting very, very nervous. Um, but just on that initial trade, I think last night, you know, it kind of heated things down a little bit uh, with the Savona side of seeing what he looked like for Sacramento. 
And I actually, you know, and, and, and now kind of having time to digest everything and with the trade made today, I actually like everything Sacramento has kind of done. But mm-hmm. still, you don't give Tyrese Halliburton up. No, that was like when I, I saw Sabonis, because it, it came out Sabonis to the Kings first. I was mm-hmm. like, I like this. I like a team. Like, does this mean Sacramento, does Sabonis on Sacramento mean they're going to win a championship? No, but just try to get better. And I you just want to be that. in the playoffs, man. Yeah. They've just been poverty. They want the playoffs. Right. And so in an, in an era of tanking, I appreciate that. And then you see it's Halliburton and it's mm, like, it, it's, it, it's doubling down on the wrong dude. Um, it, where, where like Fox shouldn't be the guy like Halliburton should have been the piece you tried to, to build around. I like Halliburton yeah. a lot. I think he can do a lot of things with that group. And I, I think he is an excellent ad now for, for an Indiana team that is looking to, to kind of rebuild. I still think, that the Pacers come out or sorry, the, the Kings come out as a better team in this, but I, I hated Halliburton's involvement in that. I'm interested to see now what the Sacramento team looks like going forward and kind of how, how the offense runs, just how all of it looks. Cause now like that there's it, it's we're at the point where it's not like doubling down on Fox. It's like quadrupling down on yeah. him now to, to see and just justify, no, this is our guy. Trust us. This is our guy. So I think it's an interesting trade. I think Sacramento comes out okay, but I I loved it from a Pacer perspective. I really, really did. The Pacers, like we kind of talked about with the with the Smith pickup now, they they had an idea where their team was. Their team was a team that was a middling team. They have one of the best coaches in the NBA. They're going to mm-hmm. get a top five pick this year in one of the best draft classes that we've had in a while. Uh, I mean, just imagine now with Smith, by the way, if you get like a Chet Holmgren and you put him right next to Smith, this, this big, tall, white dude on Gonzaga that you'll see a lot of in about a month here. Mm-hmm. Um, like that just is another level. But then you have time. Ty- and now and the, the crazy thing is, too, Peter, they're not done. Like you said, they could keep Miles Turner or they could trade him off for pieces. And they can't trade Malcolm Brogdon today because of the way his extension works. But this summer now, Malcolm Brogdon is open season for them. So they could trade him. Yep for whatever they want. And you have this young backcourt right now, a crystal Warte with Halliburton. And then you have Smith to build around there. You can still trade TJ Warren as well. Yeah. Indiana, you know, that's a team that is just a picture of consistency. You know, you look at this Kings and it's a picture of inconsistency throughout the years. Indiana is a picture of consistency. And I think you look at the rebuild they're doing, you kind of brought this up earlier with the pick side, what they're doing for the rebuild compared to OKC right uh mm-hmm. okc is just like picks 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 and we'll take back contracts so like yeah we'll take in picks but we're going to take some young guys in as well and this is an indiana team right now that will have crystal work day we'll have halliburton we'll have this young guy in smith who i i like uh potentially miles turner back yep. and they're gonna have a top five pick and they will at least be pushing for a play-in game already next season yeah and like, I think it's smart to kind of understand where they are in the market too, because like, I don't think they had a bad team. It, it, it has not gone great for them this year, but I, I don't think that absolutely blowing everything up was 100% necessary. But you look at the market right now, they're the only ones who are doing a whole lot of the selling. Like the, the big trade of the day is two contenders just going head to head. And aside yeah. from that, like Detroit doesn't really have a whole lot of pieces to sell off. All due respect to like Trey Lyles and Kelly Olenek and those guys. Yeah. Um, and like Oakland. Oklahoma City doesn't have anything to sell off. They, they've already done all of their selling unless yeah. like their way of selling is bringing in bad draft picks. So there aren't those guys out there who are like the big, we're going to move this piece for uh, like four quarters equaling a dollar. They were, they, they looked around and saw, okay, no one's really selling anything. This is our opportunity to make these types of moves and try to progress our franchise that way. And they have done a phenomenal job with it. I cannot 
I, I cannot express how much I really like what the Indiana Pacers are doing. And now this is going to be fun to watch in the next few years. Yeah. Which, which way of rebuilding works out better? Is it the, the Indiana let's get some young pieces in here way, or is it the, the Oklahoma city process 2.0 that, um, that, that ends up winning out in the end. I'll be fascinated to see how this all works out. By the way, like I talked about, though, they could trade Malcolm Brogdon or TJ Warren. They can also just keep them with these young players yeah. as well, yeah. which is makes that it like, I mean, if, if I were them, I'd be like, yeah, we'll just get this top five pick, whoever it may be. And then we'll keep TJ Warren. We'll keep Miles Turner and we'll keep Malcolm Brogdon, three good veteran players. Uh, and then we'll just kind of roll going forward because that alone is a pretty good squad. Yeah, it really is. And like, I'm, I still think there's something there with Buddy Heald too. Like yeah. I, I oh, think yeah, that, Buddy as well. Yep. Yeah. Like I, I think that they they now have just a few good guys. The problem is the East has a bunch of teams like that, right? Like yeah. the, the East has Toronto Hornets. and Atlanta, who we have yeah, the Hornets. Like they, they have all these teams who just have a bunch of good players everywhere. So it, it is a little trickier to to slide in that way. But I think the Pacers are set up really, really well. And if if any of these guys hit, right? Like if if Halliburton takes another step, if Smith is able to take his first step and you want to keep Turner around this team, I, I really think it's justified. And that's that's me who wanted Miles Turner on the Raptors very, very badly. I, I yeah. want I want him on uh, I want him to be moved because I think he's an excellent player and is kind of hidden in Indiana. But no, this is a great day for the Pacers. Still got 50 minutes and I'm still yeah. I'm just getting very impatient. <laughs> very yeah, how, impatient. We, 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 I, I know enough people talk about the Lakers <sighs> a lot. Um, but uh, with, with all due respect to some of the other, we, we can talk about Dante DiVincenzo in a second. How are you doing, Laker bad. fan, right now? Yeah, bad, bad. I joked, I joked to a buddy last night. I'm like, man, if we don't win this night, I'm, I'm selling all my Lakers gear, and I will no longer root for this team. And then, of course, they lost. I'm like, well, <laughs> it's about that time. eBay. That was a bad one. Up. That was that's a bad, bad, bad loss to have it's, at this time too. Yeah. Uh, I mean. If, if, if nothing else happens in the next 50 minutes, which if nothing happens, that is catastrophic for the Lakers. They have to do, even if it's just, even if it is just getting, going to the Knicks and be like, hey, can we have Alec Burke? Just to do something at this point. Right. That's where we are. I'm hoping for Alec Burke. That's yeah. where we are. Just, you have to do something. I, I mean, a wing would be the best to get, but if they don't do anything, especially after that, I would expect Frank Vogel will be fired either in the next two hours or after we get off the podcast. I cannot imagine Vogel coaches the Lakers against Golden State on Saturday. It's crazy because you look at, like, I, I put, um, it, it's not as, like, panic button as the, the Lakers because um, just the, the level they're at. I put kind of the Knicks in the same boat where I'm surprised they're not doing anything. And you look at all these trades with all these pieces that would have worked. Like, I, I made the joke uh, last night where I'm just every trade, I'm going to ask, Hey, would you have taken that for Westbrook? Hey, would you have taken that for Westbrook? Um, would I have taken Romeo kind of... Langford and Josh Richardson? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Richardson would be a great fit on the Lakers right now. Two players that can play defense. Yeah. Cause you're seeing more and more like how much KCP is missed and how much Kuz is missed defending. I mean, I'm surprised we have seen nothing from the wizards yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little, I'm quite surprised at that too. How actually. has no one gone after KCP? Mm-hmm. If I yeah. was if I was Philly, I'm like, yeah, let's go get KCP. Let's go get. I mean, if I was Philly, I go get Spencer Dimwitty. I know he's been up and down, but just as a a backup kind of point guard at least to Maxi, that's right. Because like, I, I, they said everyone but Kuz and Beal is available uh, mm-hmm. today. I mean, if I'm a team, I'm going after Trez. Even like if I was Philly, I go get Trez. 
totally. I like Gafford's contract is a bit too big um, yeah, to, to go out and make Bryant, any though. kind of, but to, yeah, Thomas Bryant, like we're, we're seeing the big man coming back and we, we've talked yeah. about how you need that. And you know, KCP would be perfect. It's funny. He'd be perfect on the Lakers, right? Like that, that oh is, God, that, that is so such much. a need. That, that is such so a need much. for that team right now. But no, like uh, I, I think, I, I think that he would be great. And we, we talked at the beginning of the season. I like the depth for Washington a lot. And yeah. I, oh, I overrated Spencer Dinwiddie. And so that was my, my main. We were right. And then we were very wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I was rolling that first month when it was Chicago, yeah. Cleveland and Washington, like one, two, three. I was like, man, yeah. I am Notre Dame over here. Uh, but that didn't necessarily work out. But I, there's a lot of depth pieces for Washington that I, I think that they could they could do quite well in. But just the whole trade market is passing everyone by. And with the Lakers, like the issue is and we've talked about this before, there's no flexibility to do anything. Right. Like no. you, you don't have a first round pick till 2027. Your big whole run swing is a dude who's a 73 overall on NBA 2k. I just, I don't know. Like the Lakers need to do something, but it keeps coming back to, I don't know what they can do. They can't take on a, a Derek white, even though like he would kind of fit Jeremy Grant, right? You can't do that uh, unless Westbrook is involved in some kind of wild three. Well, you can technically trade. do it. it. It would be, have to be none. I think they're going to Reza and THT and that pick, but why would the Pistons do that? Right, exactly, yeah. So it's like like you literally can do some of these things, but is any team going to want any of your pieces? Like it's, yeah, you wasted all of your trade chips on a guy who doesn't fit on your team. I, it's, it's, as we're getting closer, we'll go back to the teams. I, I've thought about it, Peter. I would do the John Wall trade. Really? I would do it. Woo! Yeah. Um, care, to, care to show your work? Explain. Um, he can shoot better. I think he plays better with LeBron and AD. And to make it work, you the only reason I would also do it is we will give you the pick in THT, but I want Eric Gordon back. And then I would do the trade. Hmm. If you give us Eric Gordon back for THT and the pit and the first round pick, I would do that trade for THT Man, would be such a pick. fit there. Yeah, I would do that trade then. And I think that that can that entirely changes the team around because I think wall can still play. And I think he's much more of a, he's not going to miss layups next to the rim. <laughs> fair. Yeah. The, the yeah. bar's low. Uh, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I like, that, I would, I would do that trade. If I was Palinka right now, I kill up Houston and be like, fuck it, let's do it. And that, that might happen. Like that might be um, at for, for us, 12 55 PM. Just yeah. shit. We got to do something. I'm man. sure Give him and LeBron ball. are going back and forth right now being like, what it would is, is it better to have John Wall yeah. than in the than Brody? Right. I don't know. Man, get on the get on the horn and try to get Buddy healed out of Indiana. Um but I don't to trust me. I've gone on trade machine and 2K, tried every single way to see if I can make that work. Also, uh, you, I mean it may have pained you. My my Twitch stream of fixing the Lakers, I did it in like 15 minutes. Um yeah, so what did you do? So uh just immediately trade finder, Russell Westbrook, what can we get? Uh, it turned out Russell Westbrook and uh, Dwight Howard for uh, Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez fixes a lot of your problems. Um, yeah, but there's yeah. no way the Bucks would really do that, but I would do that in a second. Yeah. Uh, so there was, I mean, most of the trades were there's no way this would end up working out. But the starting five for the Lakers now, uh, we got Drew Holiday, we got Thibel, uh, I got LeBron at the three. 80 at the four and Mitch Robinson rocking at the, uh, rocking at the five. So I don't know what the Lakers problem is. I fixed it in like 20 minutes. There you go. <laughs> uh, the other trade that we had uh, the big one earlier was CJ McCollum is going to the Pels. Uh, I really didn't hate what Portland did at first. 
And now I kind of hate what Portland did. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's got progressively worse and worse, right? Like, I, the, the best piece out of all of this that, that they've been able to, to get back, right? Like in, in the McCollum trade, in the Norm Powell trade, like the best piece they've been able to get back is Hart, who is at his peak, <laughs> fine. You know, <laughs> like the rest of it is like, it, it's bad I loved Alexander Walker for them. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, hey, Jazz, do you want to have him for nothing? Because Joe Ingles will probably go back to you? Sure. Right. Yeah, like that's, I didn't get that one at all. No, I, I, I was with you. I like Alexander Walker a lot for that. I forgot that it's been a lot. I forgot that he was uh, involved in that as well. But no, for the Pelicans, I like going for it. Again, like that they are competing for a play-in spot. Zion, you don't know what you're getting from him. No. And it, it's weird. You don't know if he is coming back. You don't know what he is, but you don't want him to leave. And there was a chance he could leave. And so you want to show, and now all of a sudden, like you have Ingram McCollum and Zion Williamson, at their peak, that's a good group. You know, like at, at their peak, that 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 team is interesting to me. So I like what the Pelicans did. For Portland, like you said, like it's just been getting worse and worse and worse. And all of it is in the name of freeing up cap space, right? Like, yeah. like you said, they freed up enough room that they can go make a push for Aiton. Um, or they have enough room that if they star player X becomes disgruntled, they can, yeah, they, they can go out and make a trade and hope that playing with Damian Lillard is, is enough. Um, I think it's clear that this is not a complete teardown. Like Lillard, they want him to come back next year and they want yep. to build around that. This isn't just blow it up and start over again. Well, and that's a guy on their team. I'm wondering if Nurk, I mean, Nurk had a great game last night. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that I think it was a good showcase off for Nurk of, mm-hmm. hey, Nurk's a bit. So I, I wouldn't be surprised here in the next 40 minutes or so if we do potentially see a Nurk there, but they have a nice set of future there. Uh, you know, they have Anthony Simons, as we saw last night, he balled yep. out. Nas Little, they have a lot of faith in with him going forward, but they just kind of went hard on the picks side of things. And a lot of them, like, you're going to the Pelicans, who you're really hoping that they don't make the play in. You're going to a Jazz, that's going to be a late first-round pick. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's, it's a Pelicans team that's been okay at drafting. They got lucky with Herb Jones. Uh, Alexander Walker, they just, it never really made sense when they got him. Uh, Kyle Lewis has not worked out the way they wanted. Jackson uh, Hayes hasn't really worked out. Zion is fucking Zion Williamson. So that was kind of a hard one to miss on. And even now it's like, yeah, maybe you should take a job around. So, you know, it's, they don't have the greatest, the Pels don't have the greatest track record of drafting. So where they go going forward, I don't know. And Portland even, you know, they got Simons and they got Nas Little. Those were kind of lucky, but they haven't had the greatest history of drafting particularly either, as hence right. of why Damon CJ only really made it to a conference final once and really maybe shouldn't have as things went different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, and like d- didn't have a hope in hell in that conference finals. Like no. that, that they, they weren't a live team in that conference championship game. They were they made it to the conference final the same way the Raptors made it to the conference finals a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, it, it's yeah, no. They, if if they would have drafted better, they're not in the spot that they're in now. And with Nurkic, I am endlessly fascinated by him because I I think I like the idea of Nurkic more than I actually like him. I, I think that right. when he is playing. He is great. Like he is a solid big man. He can provide a bit of versatility. Like he's not just like a 1990s, just plant him in the post. Like he can actually do some stuff. The problem is he's either hurt or he's in foul trouble a lot. Like that was a big issue for Portland. um, When, when they played Denver last year, like Jokic, he was good defending him, but then he would foul him and then he's in foul trouble. And then Jokic just kills him. Like, so 
I, if Nurkic can get some of that figured out and I, I was a little interested in that as a potential landing spot for, for Toronto, because I, I think Nick nurse kind of tightening some of those things up a little bit would have been interesting, but I, I think you can still get something for him. And especially like we talked about for a team that needs a Joel Embiid get in the way guy, he, he can at least do that five times. So I, I, I think I, I would be surprised if Nurkic is still on Portland um, by the end of the day. Uh, what else do we have for the trade? So the big one today, and I'm actually very surprised. We have been very quiet for the last few minutes here. We go in flurries. Like it's nothing happens. Then eight trades happen. And we don't know which know. one to talk about. And then nothing happens for a while. I know. Um, so then the big one today, the four teamer. So the Kings get Dante DeVincenzo, Canadian Trey Lyles, Josh Jackson for his 50th chance. <laughs> uh, the Pistons get Marvin Bagley. The Bucks get Serge Ibaka and two future second round draft picks in cash. And the Clippers get Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale. Clippers more or less are just like, we want cap space. So yep. I don't really care what happens. Just give it. Sure. Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale, their bodies. They'll help us if we make the playoffs and go out in the first round, whatever. We don't care. Just give us cap yeah. space. Yeah, that, that's basically what those guys are there for, right? Like that's the, yeah. Uh, Rodney Hood is fine. Um, but no, they're, they're, we're not going to be talking about this as a great day in, in Los Angeles Clippers history. Uh, I actually think the winner of this trade is the Kings, <laughs> believe it or not. I, I think the Bucks did good and we'll talk about them. The Bucks did two things that are, I think they really needed. Oh, we got a trade. Oh, yep. Trez oh. is going to Charlotte. Interesting. I don't hate that trade. No, I, I will we'll see. Look. We'll see what's coming back, I guess, but I don't yeah. hate that for Charlotte. No. Um, but the Kings needed shooting, right? Because they traded buddy and they didn't have shooting anymore. So yeah. now they actually have shooting. And I think Trey's a nice little backup big man. Josh is an okay on the wing type of guy. So I, I like what the Kings were able to do there. I mean, obviously they wanted Dante Giovincenzo when they tried the, the botched, uh, bogey trade uh, a few years ago that didn't work. So they finally get Giovincenzo there and it's good to have an athletic wing. I think the Kings have kind of solid their, their spot of, they probably will at minimum make the playing game now. Yeah, I I don't I like it for the Kings. To, to your point, I, I think Trey Lyles can be a solid backup. Even Chenzo, like all, all you said, I, I think um, the, the runner up in this. I like this for Milwaukee a lot. I, I think mm-hmm. that they needed they needed exactly what Serge Ibaka is right. Like that that is that is the thing they have been missing. Brook Lopez has taken a bit of a step back, and they don't have a lot behind Brook Lopez. Um, and, and so I think like with Serge out there. Like again, that was someone that I, I was hoping Toronto would be able to get because they need that rim protector type of a guy. But that—that yeah. that is, I think it is exactly what Milwaukee is looking for. So I think you can have a couple of winners in this one. Like Sacramento, I think improved their team the most, but I think Milwaukee got their team closer to a championship with this win. Are we with this trade here? Sorry. And the key for Sac in that too is the two second round picks, which they didn't have because uh, in the past they've been trying to do these trades and they haven't had picks to make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now at least they can be like, well, we'll give you player blank for the second and the second round picks. So that helps them with any trade going forward because they just had no picks because they gave them all the New Orleans for two holiday. Right. Yeah. So that no, it's 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 a good trade. And I don't like I don't mind what um Detroit does here either. Like we talked about before, just throw it maybe Bagley works in a new situation, you know? You've got Cade. Yeah, team's gonna be dog shit. So just see, see what happens. And now Cade. I'm not as big on Sadiq Bay as others are, but it's it, he, he's fine. Um, and now Bagley, like, just give it a look and see. And if it doesn't work, trade him for a second round pick or something. Yeah, I, I 
he has a chance now to be in Detroit. He's not going to be, I mean, it wasn't the main focus of Sacramento anymore, but he was disgruntled. He wasn't happy there. I loved him out of Duke. I'm actually surprised he has been as bad as he has been. Yeah. In the, uh, in the NBA, um, you know, obviously they're never going to re- forgive themselves for passing on Luca and Trey uh, in that, in that draft. That's going to always be unforgivable, but you know, the past is the past. You got to move forward with everything. Right. Uh, at this point now. So they get a good player in Dante DiVincenzo who can shoot the ball. The Kings get into a decent spot. And for the Pistons, yeah, it's it's an interesting set of, you know, young guys there. I don't think Killian Hayes is going to work. I think that pick didn't work out, but Cade has definitely worked out. Sadiq is whatever. Yep. Isaiah Stewart's not bad. So it's just another guy to be like, we're trying to figure out our future here. We're going to probably be in the lottery for two more seasons probably. And uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Wizards are just jumping people now. Aaron Holiday to Phoenix. Yeah. That I do like for them. Yep. I like that for Phoenix. That's yeah. Uh, it doesn't make up for what they've done so far, but yeah. Um, and it is uh, Vernon Carey and Ish Smith going back to Washington. Ish. Ish is for, back to Washington. Yeah. Uh, for, for Montrez Harrell. So yeah, see nothing happens. And all of a sudden we, we get a couple back to back. So Aaron holiday to, to the Suns. I, I, it makes sense. It works. It's not a game changer, but it's it's a talented basketball player that they've acquired. So good. For it's that. a good defensive guard backup. They're going to need against a Clay or a Steph if they go mm-hmm. forward, right? Or Jaw. Uh, like I, I kind of look at, you know, if you, we haven't barely talked about the West at all, right? And who, you know, who's going to really matter? We've talked so much about the East. Um, like the, the to me, is there really only two contenders for you in the West, or would you consider Memphis a contender? I, I, I would consider Memphis a contender. I, I could see it. Like they, they, they kind of have the vibe to me. I'm not going to say they're going to go on a dynastic run. They kind of have a vibe to me of Golden State before Golden State went on their run. Right. Like the yeah. only reason I don't think Memphis can do it is because I haven't seen them do it before. The team sure. that will continue to fascinate me, and I, I still think they should be making something else, the Utah Jazz, like you have two guys who are like that, and I know it sucked in the playoffs before, but I, I can't, I can't just write them off entirely. Yeah, that's fair. Um, as it's them and the Nuggets, off. I have in the same them Nuggets in Dallas, I have in this. I have like we have like our contender contenders, right? So we have yes. our Phoenix and we have our Dubs. Then I have my huge question mark on Memphis, and yeah. then I have the fringe contenders of Utah, Dallas, and Denver. Yeah, th- those are the teams that should be better than the- and Denver has the excuse, right? Like Murray's hurt, um, uh, Porter's hurt. hurt. Like the yeah. like the-, the injuries have killed that team. But yeah. for for Utah, like that, they should be in that top spot. And the, the reason they're not is because we haven't seen it. And Dallas, another team who you guys going to do something here before we get to. The- are the you end just going to hope that Drog- Drogic comes to you? But if again, if right. I was Drogic, why would I go there? I'd rather go to Philly. And be a backup yep. and be the point guard there, which I'm going to get opportunity, or I'd rather go to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. No, nope, I'm not going to win a championship in Dallas. I mean, and then the last part of the West is just Lakers, LeBron, can't cut him out. Yeah. Yeah. And Clippers, if PG and Kawhi have better healing powers yeah. than we think they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, Minnesota the, the West will just be, Minnesota will just be a fun, the kind of, not, not, as, not as much as the Raptors, but they will be a pain in the ass for a team. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think New, uh, New Orleans might be a bit painish. If Zion is healthy, then that yeah. is going to be interesting. Yeah, that, that'll be a bit of a scare for at least the team that plays in the play. Like if it's, oh, could you imagine Zion against the Lakers in a play-in game? Um, well, right now I, it's I, Clippers I, and Lakers. <laughs> 
I, I, I think one of those LA teams is going to not be in there. I, I think the Clippers yeah. start to fall off here a little bit. Yeah. And then it's Memphis, it's a Minnesota and, and the Trailblazers and, uh, and the Pellies. But I think that spot eventually, Zach, I think, will slip their way into that. I mean, I think the Lakers have a good enough of a lead. They will probably stay with the with the play in or the eighth seed, but who who knows with how everyone's yeah. going. I mean, we'll see yeah, I could, I could see the Clippers. I, I could yeah. see the Kings taking the Clippers spot in there. Yeah, I think I, I don't think Paul George is coming back. And no. I think that's why like the Clips, you've kind of seen them go around the edges of stuff. I think getting Norm for them was a great get. Like Norm yeah. next year, you know, experience with Kawhi and everything there, having a guy like Norm will be huge for them next year. They have another guard score that they didn't have in the previous runs uh, and having a combination of having Reggie and having Norm, even if they come off the bench a little bit and give Kawhi and PG a break, yeah. I think that was a great get for the Clippers. Yeah, it's that same thing I was talking about with um, with Seth and with Joe Harris, where it's just yeah. like you can win bench minutes with those guys, and that's not something the Clippers necessarily had a strength in before. So, no, I, I like that move, but everything for the Clippers is geared up toward next year. So we have half an hour left, so we'll kind of just keep some of the basic discussion going here as I talk sure. about those contenders. Memphis, I don't re- – like, Memphis was the team I liked for Sabonis, but overall, mm. I don't think they don't really need to do anything. Utah is the team – like, you. I, I, Utah still needs to make a move. Yeah. They, they need – they need something for when Gobert doesn't matter. Like for a, a team against gold, a, a, a series against the Golden State or they something need where. Grant. Yes, yes. Something like that. Yeah, they, they need that. Um, for Memphis, the only thing they can do is if they want to piece together, like they got a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah. If they, if they want to piece together some of those dudes and make a move um, for like a, a giant name out there. But now that Sabonis isn't out there, unless Dame Lillard is healthy and acquirable, um, I, I don't see Memphis making a move that that really changes things. I think they're going to go with, we just got 10 guys who are going to make you work. Memphis fans don't want to hear this, but if it was on a better contract, I would have maybe gone after Julius Randall just for a new setting of things, but mm. not, not on that contract now. I mean, the Knicks have been very quiet so far. I thought that we'd hear more from the Knicks yeah. and they've stayed very quiet. I mean, again, they're kind of in a situation kind of like where the Lakers are just really shitty contracts that nobody, like no one's going to take that Fournier contract. No. no one wants to take on the Derrick Rose contract. No one wants to take on the Julius Randall contract really. And that's the, and you're, you're a deal with, you know, I, I think some teams may just be done. Like the Raptors, I think they got Thad young and they're good. I, I don't yeah. know if the Raptors are going to do anything more. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that uh, I think that the Knicks are kind of relying on now is someone gets desperate, like mm-hmm. a, um, a team that sees, okay, well, Brooklyn got better today. Philadelphia got better today. We're in, but the, the problem is like, Cleveland's not acquiring Julius Randall. Chicago doesn't need a Julius Randall. Chicago's like, main ad- additions will be health. <laughs> yeah. Can we get back Caruso? And, right. and you know, th- I mean, the, the one move the Bulls have is Pat Williams isn't playing this year. Mm. Do we sweat? Do we swap out Pat Williams to have something for now? That's, that's their right. move. But then like what, I guess what they need is a big body to, mm-hmm. to help with Vucevic against Embiid. Cause that's just, that, yeah. that, that is such a loss for them. Yeah. Um, that, but, but then aside from that, like, that's a really good team. So there, I, I think the next best hope right now is that someone sees everything happening in the East, uh, out West and gets desperate to make a move. Um, like yeah. they, they, they don't match up with the Lakers at all, but like so, something along those lines of an, Oh shit, we have to do something. The Utah jazz go out and get Julius Randall and throw a bunch of stuff at him. Yeah. Like it's the, the Knicks are relying on someone to get desperate in that spot. And quite frankly, the, one of the most desperate teams in the league 
the New York Knicks. Like I'm, I am stunned. We haven't seen anything from them so far. I thought even Denver might do something and they haven't done anything yet. Just to work around like a guy like Compazzo. They -hmm. don't really need him anymore because bones Highland has kind of taken his minutes away. So, you know, to some team, even like if it is the Knicks to be like, Hey, like we'll take Alec Burke off your hand and you can have Compazzo just to have like an extra score on their team until like, you know, Jamal Murray is supposed to be back in about a month here, but still you want that extra score or something to kind of work for them there because uh, Denver is a team in that in that West that I'm like I have no idea yet I, yeah. it depends what Jamal Murray is and now well, that Bones Highland is kind of going it, it helps we talk about wasting MVP level seasons like it's not yeah. their fault but it is kind of wasting an amazing season from from Jokic like he should he is too good to be playing on a sixth seed and it's not his fault yeah. that everyone around him got hurt but if they could get another piece there um, like, like you said uh, uh, Burks or, or something and I'm like with Dallas I know we're kind of just bouncing around now, um, but like yeah. Dallas, I could see them trying to get desperate and trying to, to put something together, but cap wise, it'd be, I mean, let's like Porzingis back to the Knicks um, cap wise. It's a bit difficult to figure out well, Randall going anywhere the, because of that contract. Tim Hardaway, they need to replace that for them going to the playoffs. Right. I mean, yeah, that's what some of these teams are looking at. I mean, how, if you're, if you're a Dallas, if you're a Denver, if you're a Utah, how do you contend with having to deal with those Phoenix or that golden state matchup? That's, that's kind of what you're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's tough because those teams are good. <laughs> yeah. Like golden state, I thought may do something in the post side of things because we don't know Wiseman's health yet. Yeah. Uh, and like you have a Moses Moody who's not going to really play for you that you could swing somewhere still potentially you can kind of yeah. work around those edges and they didn't really do that uh yeah i mean i, I kind of think they're just going to stand still i mean i think again some of these teams the biggest acquisition they have is health the bulls it's health it's about getting caruso and yeah uh everyone there back healthy and same with the doves it's like we just want to get clay back in his rhythm and kind of get right. everything gelling and hope draymond and that's why like for the dubs that is the one surprising thing for them i thought they may try to go out and get someone that could just get rebounds because we don't know what Draymond's back is like. Mm-hmm. No, and that's fair. I, I think for Golden State, I like they could have gone one or two ways. Like they could have gone giant move, try yeah. to like package a couple of their kids together and make a move, or just completely do nothing. Because the, the thing with Golden State right now is their biggest thing. Like you said, people are getting healthy, but they it Clay's been gone for a while. And mm-hmm. in that time, like Wiggins has stepped up and I'm not saying, well, you need to figure out how to split the ball between a guy who's a future hall of famer and Andrew Wiggins, but you, you need to figure out how this offense runs and so much of what happens in golden state. And the reason why they, they fell off a couple of years ago and were able to work back is so much of it is just based on continuity and knowing where everyone's going to be and all of that off ball movement and everything like that. And they just haven't been able to mesh since Clay's come back. I think they will get that figured out. And I think people are, um, a little too quick to count Golden State out in this. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I think if they were to go out and make one more big splash, that's just another cog that they need to try to figure out that it would just be difficult to try to figure out. I really thought when the Brooklyn trade happened, the, the Simmons and Harden trade, I just thought everything was going to happen. Cause like, it kind of felt yeah. like one of those things that like everybody was kind of waiting but I think now everyone's kind of weirdly posturing right now. I mean, we may get the big breakout here or we may just be done where, where as far everything goes. Cause I, I kind of look at some of the teams. Oh, we, oh, we got one. Thank you. Uh, oh, hey. 
Spencer Dinwiddie, he is going yep. to Dallas. That's interesting. Secondary yeah. ball handler behind Luca. That may be for Tim Hardaway, is my guess. Yeah. That's a good call on that. Because he's more or less replacing Tim. And Shams, by the way. Just to, yeah, Shams gets just this to, one. Uh, and the Nets right now are trying to work out a package to get Miles Turner. Oh, with, oh my they're, God. They're trying to do something with Nick Claxton and picks. Man, and, and that's the thing. Like, Indiana's not looking for picks right now. Well, maybe they are. Maybe, I mean, look, if they are able to get all of these young pieces in and then picks on top of that. Now, Brooklyn doesn't have a ton to offer picks-wise. No, they don't have a ton to offer because they give a lot of – see, if I, were, if I were Indiana and you want Miles, you have to give me Cam Thomas. Mm-hmm. He's a really good young player. You have to give me Nick Claxton, another decent young player. Yeah. And um, – because the picks aren't there. Like, they, they no. owe Houston in 22, 23, 24. Oh, shit! It's for Porzingis! Holy cow! Whoa! Shams bomb! Jeez. Well, that changes everything. Oh, my God! Wow. What? I wonder what? if there... Is there, I mean, obviously there has to be more involved. It wouldn't just be a one for one. What the man, fuck? Man, That. <laughs> okay. So Woj is having it right now of it's a trade centered around Porzingis and Dimwitty. Like if you're a, bl- if you're a Mavs fan right now, are you happy? <laughs> You better be getting Kuzma back. Yeah, no kidding. eh? You better be getting at least KCP or Thomas Bryant back as well. Yeah, because like if it's just if it's just Dinwiddie, I guess you just move Luca to be a big. Like he's a point forward. I guess. I mean, he kind of is anyway. Yeah. Um, And then like you you have Dinwiddie as kind of it's Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans, according to Tim McMahon from ESPN. So you got like. Did anybody one, win the trade? <laughs> one bad contract for another not quite as bad contract and Spencer Dinwiddie, who's been bad this year? Yeah. Huh. Look, Bertons, Bertons isn't terrible. It's just no. he's not what his contract is, right? Like no. that's he, he's one of those guys who, fine basketball player, awful salary cap hit. And so he's an interesting piece, at least on this Dallas team. I don't like that trade for Dallas. I would have just kept Brzingis. I just would have kept Brzingis, and I would have saved the – and then I would have brought in Dragic. I I don't like that for them. Um, That's bad. Because Brzingis, like, okay, so um, how long does he have left on his deal? Uh, Brzingis has two more years after this one. So he has two more years, but Bertans has what? Um, I think two more years as well. Okay, I'm just double-checking. I think you may be right. Wow, that is uh that's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get I don't get that one. Davis Bertans has four more years. Oh shit. So they took more on. They took more years. Dimwitty has two. Bertans is 16, 16, 17, and then 16 until 2025. Ah. And Dimwitty is 17, 18, and 18 until 2024. 
Oh, there's more left on Dinwiddie than I thought. Yeah, way more on Dinwiddie. And the Mavs, um, Zinger is 31 this year, 33 next year, and then a player option in 2023, which he'll obviously take. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel pretty good saying that one now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get this for Dallas. Like, unless unless you just think um, Porzingis is just washed. Like, there's just well, – when it, excuse me, when it comes to playoff time, he just can't do anything. And you at least think Dinwiddie and Bertans can give you something, then maybe. But yeah, holy crap. This is not a trade I would have done um, if, I'm, if I'm the Dallas Mavericks. This isn't the push your team over the top type of a move that they needed today. You, you more or less replace uh, Timmy with a player that's not as good as him anymore and kind of does the same yeah. things as him. So when Hardaway comes back, they kind of cancel each other out. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, I mean, for this season, it's fine to have Dimwitty there. Uh, and then you take Bertans on, who is really hit and miss at times, especially for that contract. And if you're the Wizards, um, does this McCarthy Beal want to come back? Right. Yeah. Like to, to play with uh, Porzingis, that would be uh... your, your pieces are, because I'm assuming KCP will be gone. He's going to mm-hmm. piece out. Uh, which is why if I'm them, I try to get something for KCP now in these next 20 minutes. Um, yeah. If you're, you're, you're looking at your team of Coos, Porzingis and Beal. That's not great. No, no. Like it's just it, uh, now you, you weren't great with Beal, Dinwiddie and Bertons either. Like yeah. kind of damned yeah. if you do damned if you don't. Right. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think Washington was going to get anything accomplished today. That was like, oh shit! Well, now Bradley Beal will stay, right? Like yeah. that's that that wasn't what today was going to be, um, going to to be for them. It, it's, I don't know. It's an interesting move. Yeah, I it's. Just, I don't know if I get it for either side. To be perfectly honest, it's the it's the it's the very rare did either team win this trade, right? Like, it's just like, well, it's not working here. So let's just, let's give it a go. Which makes sense where Washington is. Dallas is like a move away from moving up, like, up two just tiers into that championship. just talking about them. Right. So now, like, best I can come up with is that this space is the floor better, right? Like, because you're not taking Porzingis seriously as a three-point threat. Yes. You at least have to with Bertons. Yeah. Um, and you take some of the ball handling off of Luca and put it on Dinwiddie. But still, like, you're not, you're not improving your team. You're not improving your cap situation. You're making your team a bit easier to play on, but geez, I guess yeah. the good thing for them is that Luca is technically under contract till 2026. So right. they don't have to worry about Luca leaving, but Luca can also demand a trade in then. Cause now you're kind of stuck with, and, and t- by the way, Tim Hardaway is under deal till 2025. So you're going to have burn tons under contract till 2025. Tim Hardaway under contract till 2025 and then Dimwitty till 2024. That's not awesome. No. Yeah. That's a lot of like, that's that, that's a lot of Spider-Man meme where you're like guy pointing at each other with Dimwitty and Hardaway. Like you said, you, like I, you, to me, I think you traded Bertans for a worse, for the worst version. Like he's pretty much a worse version of Perzingis mm-hmm. and Dimwitty is a worse version of Tim Hardaway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, Holy I guess crap. The, the good news is for them, I guess, as good as Jalen Brunson is, they have a two guard again, which they didn't have with Tim going down. So their starting yeah. lineup now 
will be Luca, Spencer Dimwitty, Dorian Finney-Smith, Bertans, and then Maxi Kleba. But is that a team that, you know, shatters the spines of Phoenix or Memphis or the Dubs or no. the Nuggets? Well, that, that, that's always been Dallas's issue, is that they don't yeah. have the cap space to make their team better. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe what you're doing here is, like, now we're assuming that Brunson and Finney-Smith are gone. And now Dinwiddie is kind of the replacement for that next year. Um, so that you can kind of stay in this good to very good realm. Maybe. <laughs> uh, the Lakers are in talks right now with the Rockets, apparently. So we'll see. For Gordon or for John for, Wall? <laughs> for the John Wall trade, yeah. Cool. We'll see. We'll see what Do happens it. down the wire here. Um. And like I said, the Knicks Claxon trade. Um, by the way, so the full Philly trade is is done now. They got only Harden. No Millsap. No, no Millsap. No, it's it's Simmons, Seth, Andre Drummond, and two first round draft picks. Fleeced. Yeah. That is a fleece. There has to be something else for Philadelphia. <laughs> it's nothing. That's the trade. Man. Yeah. Daryl got worked. Yeah. He want, this is him. He wants a superstar, right? And so yep. he he feels like just all of that is collateral damage to get another superstar in there. Yeah. Don't get it. And like I said, they're right now working on a trade right now, uh, still trying to get um, – so they've offered those two first-round draft picks and Nick Cloxton uh, mm. to, to, to the Pacers. Okay. I like, again, if the Pacers value draft picks, then maybe, but those are two, again, those are going to be two late per, first round picks. Yeah. Right? If they're coming from Philadelphia, Philly, as much as we don't love this trade as much for Philly as we do for Brooklyn, that's still going to be pick like 25. Yeah. The, uh, the Mavs idea uh, coming in to this is apparently this is Dinwiddie is insurance. If they lose Jalen Bronson, who's a restricted free agent this off season. Okay. So that was their idea. Good insurance, though. It's like, hey, yeah. At at least I have this '98 Buick. If my BMW breaks down, not that Jalen Brunson's a BMW, but you know what I mean. Like, it's like I don't like that. That's the only way it makes sense to me. But that doesn't make sense to me. If that makes sense. (laughs) Ryan Rosillo had the tweet of the of the night so of the afternoon so far. I've been like, I can't wait till Tim Woody waves off Luca. (laughs) Well, and like. We're worried about Kristaps, his give a shit meter on a like team that's a piece away from being a championship team. What the hell is he going to look like in Washington? <laughs> he didn't want to be in New York. Mm. And he didn't want to then play with a generational player like Luca. And I don't know if he'll like it, in reality, there's a chance he may never play with Bradley Beal. Yep. Yeah. Like his very second well- best player in reality maybe Kyle Kuzma. I mean, odds are that that would be the case, right? Like if you're Beal, what are you going back to? And what are you going back for? Um, And now like at this year now for the rest of the year, I think maybe what Washington might be banking on is like you said, it's going to be Kristaps and it's going to be Kuz. And then whatever is left over at Ish Smith. Um, The the depth chart of the wizards really quick. Yeah. Uh, RIP to whoever's trying to keep those, um, uh, those in line today. But like maybe your hope is that Kristaps just balls out for the last half of the year here. 
as like, and, and you can kind of flip him in the off season for, Hey, look, you give this guy the ball. He can really do some damage for you. So uh, take him please. Like you're, you're trying to recover his image a little bit. Uh, Cause it desperately needs it. Maybe like that's, that's the only thing I can think of. I really, aside from the floor spacing thing, I just, I don't, I don't see why Dallas is doing it. I get wanting to no set idea. yourself up for next year, but you have a generational talent in Luca and you only have, again, only, but you only have like definitively two teams that are clearly ahead of you right now in yeah. the West. And if you actually went out and got your team like somewhat better this year, you could put yourself why in the not right offer that for, in the for Why not offer that for Jeremy Grant then at the yeah. end of the day? Because if you did that for Jeremy Grant, we would have been like, oh shit, okay, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and throw in whatever things you have to to get Jeremy Grant, even if it is one of your expiring guys who you kind of like. For Jeremy Grant, like that at least helps. Like, uh, so, <laughs> oh my God, the depth chart for the Wizards uh, because they've traded both their point guards today in Aaron Holiday and Spencer Dinwiddie. So their That's point right. guard at this current moment is Royal Nieto. And oh. then Joe, Joe Ajayi, the former Gonzaga great. Uh, their shooting guard is Corey Kispert, another Gonzaga great. So they got the they got last year's backcourt of technically probably the last year's backcourt of Gonzaga, uh, <laughs> Corey Kispert and Joe Ajaya. Uh, at two guard right now, it is KCP uh, with about 10 minutes here. Like I said, we'll, we'll probably cut off about 110-ish here because there's always kind of something at the last second trickling in here. Uh, and then they have Kuz, and then I guess – Kuz could even go to the two, I guess. You can move KCP to the uh, – Kuz could go to the three. You can put KCP there. So, I guess your starting lineup could technically be KCP at the point guard, uh, then Corey Kispert, then Kuz, then Denny Java, and then uh, Przingis. Well, I've probably watched my last Wizards game this year, so that's pretty great. Yeah. Um, they're definitely going for Apollo or Chet Holmgren. Yeah, they're they're making a making a real late push in that area, hey. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I if if I'm a team right now, like I said, there's ten minutes here left. You are calling desperately for KCP if I'm any contender. Yeah, yeah. agree, hundred percent. He's a he will be an expiring contract. Each contract's a bit expensive. For, even if honestly, fuck it. If I'm the Lakers right now, I'm like, we'll give you Taylor and we'll give you Kendrick Nunn. We don't give a shit. Just give us back KCP. Yeah, it's worth it. It's honestly worth it at this point for the Lakers. Well, and honestly, like, look at the team they just made a trade with. Dallas would love KCP on their team right now. I would have had him instead of Dimwitty in this, and I would have liked it more, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I don't I don't think Washington would have done that. Um, you, you would have to give up a little bit more, but again, give up a little bit more. Like, just yeah, do that. Like, even even if it is Hardaway, like who knows well, if because they're taking then that on, if like, you get KCP, he's an expiring. So then you got you ate half of the Porzingis contract at least. And then you have because you go from owing Zinger like thirty one million to only then potentially owing um, Bertans half of that. So it's like okay, we can kind of justify we ate half of that contract now. And then yeah. if KCP leaves, KCP leaves. I would have done that instead of taking on the KCP and the, the Dimity contract and the Bertans contract. Yeah, man. Oh man. No, I don't. I don't get it for Washington, but no, I like maybe. K- I was going to say, maybe you could just take Dinwiddie up in his original offer and, and pay it all in crypto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way it's going, it saves you um, a little bit recently. But no, yeah, yeah. that's it's like, I just, 
oh, it frustrates me because I want Dallas to be good, right? Like I just, I I want Luca. we saw glimpses of playoff Luca last year and I just want him to be in good situations and I want to see him balling out in May and then potentially June. I just, I want to see that happen. And um, it's, it's not going to the, the way that they are currently set up here. Uh, We have eight minutes left and I'm getting very worried, Peter. (laughs) I'm getting very worried. I don't blame you. (laughs) I just like, Unless it's um, unless it's Westbrook oh, for Wall, no. and you're just t- like shifting one problem for another. Realistically, at this point, like, what are you doing? I just, it, I, I just don't see it. I mean, I think we'll get at least one more trade. I just don't think it's going to be the Lakers. Yeah, someone's going to come in at the last second for KCP here. That's 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 my best guess now. Just kind of thinking about maybe some buyout guys really quick here. Um, I, I guess it depends, like what teams. I mean. You're not going to really have anyone uh, on the, the playoff teams, obviously. I don't really know if no. there is a lot of buy- like Dragic. Dragic, big- yeah, that's the big one. Yeah, Dragic is probably it. Um, the Magic wanted a first round pick for Robin Lopez, who I thought would be a big name that we have today. Uh, and if you're offering a first for that, then you, I guess, I asked you as a Raptor fan, would you have rather have traded that first for Thad Young? Or no. for Robin Lopez, I I much much rather Thad Young. Uh, yeah, I, I'm much happier with the, the Thad Young um, there. Yeah, Robin Lopez could be a buyout guy. Yeah, uh, man, would the Knicks buyout Kemba? I think Kemba is definitely one potentially. Um, I got to see what Kelly Olynyk's contract is because I think maybe he would be one. Could like I don't see the Spurs buying out Richardson. No. No, I think they want to keep him. He seems yeah. like a Spurs player. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's as many as is there because with the with the play in, it changes things. Right. Yeah, like maybe like Bledsoe, but then he's not like you're not getting Bledsoe for a playoff run. We've established that. No. Uh, by the way, a Linux on a three year deal, so he's not getting bought out. Mm, no. Um. I mean, yeah. I, I don't really think there's a lot of. Um, bio guys this year because i'm just looking at like because you know at this point too there's teams that are still trying to get into the playing game right like the main teams that we have that are tanking right now are washington indiana orlando detroit houston okc those are the main teams i'm saying that are tanking and portland yeah uh but the spurs are still going for a playoff push sack still going pelly's are still going god bless them the knicks are still trying to go for it um and yeah i mean in in the east it's really that final play in spot now will come down to the knicks atlanta or charlotte i'm a little surprised nothing from atlanta today yeah. i don't know what they had to move but i just thought that there would be something there from a team that kind of desperately needs it <sighs> they've been on a nice little roll here yeah, and they got a win against the Sun, so maybe they're just kind of thinking we have our mojo back. We don't need to do anything. I thought maybe you know they would trade that Capella contract. Yeah, uh, you know you had heard Kevin Herter's name moved around. I thought maybe Gallo could have been a name that was moved for them. You know they just got Kevin Knox. He would have been a pretty easy name for them to move as well. He's not getting any minutes off the bench. I'm just checking it out. He's got like eleven and to three to one, so nothing really for him at all. Yeah. So I'm a little bit surprised from that. I mean, I, I think in some ways it's been a great trade deadline because we have had a lot of big move, like a lot of the names that we thought would get moved, moved. And that no, doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, like last year, we waited to the last second for Kyle to get moved and he never did. 
Yeah. Uh, and this year, I mean, I guess the only big thing that didn't happen is that it looks like the Lakers didn't do anything. And we thought maybe the Lakers would be very, very active. And I just think it's a situation of you don't have anything teams want. Yeah, that's the thing. And that that's like they, they got rid of everything they wanted uh, or that a- anyone would have wanted in the, the Westbrook move. Right. So now you're kind of just stuck there. Um, also, yeah. because I said I would do it with every move, I do have to ask <laughs> this Dallas Washington trade. Either of those sides you would have done for Russell? Would you? Oh, we you might have a trade. We might would have a trade. Go, okay, I'll shut up. The Lakers are working on a trade at the last second with the Magic for Terrence Ross. Huh. It's it. something. THT, do it. Come on. And yes, uh, would I have done Bertans? Bertans and, and Dinwiddie for Westbrook. That I wouldn't have done, though. No? No, I don't think I would have done that. No. I might have thought about it. I would have thought about it. Yeah. Like but the problem is you they, have have to give, they have to give us back KCP. You give us back KCP, then yes. Well, yeah, they're not doing it though for KCP. I know. Like, I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, like Breton's doesn't really fit. Like you put him on the bench unit, but then like, he's not defending anything. And then Dinwiddie is just a guy who could maybe handle it. So no, would you have done Westbrook for uh, Chris stops just straight up? No, doesn't make any <laughs> sense. No, doesn't make any sense. I don't know what this potential Terrence Ross deal is. But we will uh, we'll see where that comes from. It's three minutes now left on the clock here. So, Ooh, like I said, I almost, a, almost got yeah. duped by my first fake Twitter oh, account. What was it? Uh, a fake Chris Haynes account tweeted that it was Chris Boucher and Malachi Flynn to Houston for uh, Eric Gordon, Daniel Tyson a second. My God, that would be a great trade for the Raptors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's why I was excited, but uh, nope, it was uh, was able. To, so I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure Haynes is verified and doesn't have yeah. the Twitter account. Bo flows. So I I know that the Nets are going. It's funny you bring up the Rockets. It's funny that the Nets are going after this last second thing at Turner. Why not try to go get Christian Wood? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you hear some not great locker room stuff. Like he he might yeah. be. He, he might be like good stats, bad team kind of a guy. Yeah, and I guess you don't want to deal with that with having, I mean, it, it at the end of the day, this locker room now is going to have Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving in it. So Nash is, Nash is a coach is going to be tested. And yeah. Durant is a leader is going to be tested. Very much so. Yeah, very, very, very much so. And yeah, I mean, for Brooklyn, like, I don't want Kyrie to get a ring, but I don't, I don't hate Durant. I like Durant a lot and I like Blake and I like LMA. So if they get rings, I'm cool. with. I don't even hate Ben. I feel bad for Ben, but I also don't like what Ben did. I'm mixed on how I feel about Ben Simmons right now. Yeah. Um, I like Seth a lot. I think I established yes. that on this show. So I, yes. I, I'd be happy for him, but yeah, I want, like, I, I want Durant to win on a team where he's clearly the best player, you know? And it's like, the thing is he did that already. But no one gives him credit for it because it's not you don't think of Golden State as Durant's team. It was Steph, um, Steph Curry's team, even though Durant outplayed LeBron in the NBA finals on multiple occasions. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves for that. Yeah. So we have technically a minute left. Like I said, we'll give it 10 minutes or so to do the overrun because there's always kind of stuff spurting out after. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we might even just talk about what we're hitting this mark because I think we've kind of all talked trade out. We can kind of just hit in a few side sports here for the normal rundown maybe even mm. uh just uh oh we got uh, a trade. daniel tice to the celtics back to back to boston we'll see what they're giving up boston's 
at least Boston's active today. Yeah. I don't know if I fully understand that. Yeah, like you already got Williams. I guess like if they're giving up, I bet you they give up Aaron Naismith. Yeah. Just fully punt on the last like five years of their draft. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very interested on the Boston side to hear Simmons' thoughts. Because I yeah. don't like that Spurs deal at all. Derek White's fine, but I don't like that Spurs deal at all for them. I just don't get it. I, I just, yeah. I, I need, I, I kind of want to hear, oh, it's Schroeder to, to Houston. <laughs> Dumped out, you little asshole. <laughs> Bye-bye. That's a weird trade. I don't know. What, what is Boston doing? That's a dumb trade. Yeah, like, who, I guess. What? I don't know what Houston's doing either. What use do you have for a Dennis Schroeder? Like he'll he'll get bought out. I guess. Yeah. That I I guess. I, I, like are they getting a, a second round pick out of this? There's been some trades today. I'm just like, huh? Yeah. There, there's a few where it's like, okay, let's get more. Oh, that was it. Okay then. Like there was nothing. I don't really understand that one for them. I'm just going to look at the uh, the Houston. Uh, actually, I want to look at the Boston um, depth chart right now because uh, the Celtics are one of my losers of the trade deadline. Yeah, like I guess I guess you have Derek White who can go into that like backup point guard role. I guess that's that's probably what they're thinking. Yeah. Uh, well, I. So right now ESPN has their depth chart as Marcus Smart, Derek White, Jalen, Jason, and and Time Lord. Okay, so you have Horford to the bench. You have Horford on the bench, and then Grant Smith, uh, Grant Williams, and then Naismith is there. Uh, Schroeder will be bought out. I can't imagine why he wouldn't be. Yeah. Because there's no reason just, for Houston to have him. They have no depth now at all that I like anyway, and not like they did Ooh, before. The Celtics? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you unless dump that Horford contract anywhere, obviously. Unless Pritchard and Neesmith are yeah. players who just like emerge out of nowhere as giant monsters, like their depth is bad and their starters are eh. Yeah, I don't really. Boston's been weird today. Yeah. Uh, uh, like Derek White's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But like, I thought Richardson was kind of fitting a good mold for them. And they, they just kind of swapped out and like, oh, let's go with Derek White. Like, uh, I just don't kind of get that trade for Boston, though, because at least Schroeder, as your backup point guard, you know, and I have my frustrations with him as a Laker fan in the past, but at least, you know, he's a good defensive guard and he can come off the bench and score. Uh, and now, potentially, he could get cut and go to Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wonder, like, Dallas could be another spot for him, like, mm-hmm. Whichever one of those two loses out on on Dragic, mm-hmm. Schroeder's a nice kind of follow up plan to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like Boston's day at all. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Grant, Grant yeah, not yeah, getting yeah. traded. No, you're not getting traded. And we both got like, the Shams alerts on, hey? Yeah, we got the Shams <laughs> alert. Shams wins the day. Shams is a winner. He yes. beat Woj. He won yeah. free agency this uh, this past year. And I mean, he got he, the draft too, didn't he? He got the draft too. So Shams is kind of owning Woj right now. Yep. Shams bombs instead of Woj bombs. Mm-hmm. Let me just kind of go on my timeline here. So he he lost the Tice trade. Oh, no. He didn't win that, he didn't <laughs> win that one. He 
he murdered the Przingis one. Like he was way ahead of that. He was like a two minutes ahead of Woj on that one. Uh, and then the, the Trez trade, he won. And he won the James Harden trade by like a good three minutes. He won the he won the he won every trade today almost. He won the Josh Richardson trade too. Wow. Yeah, he's he's almost won every single trade today, it seems like Shams did. Uh so we're now officially passed, mm-hmm. but trades have trickled in for a while after. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's funny. Pierre Lebrun just dropping just a casual, hey, if the Flames can't re-sign Johnny Gautreau, maybe he'll go to Montreal. Just I like saw a, that. Uh, random thought. Like, so that's not that's not going to create panic here over the next because uh, him and his it, there's a uh, connection to his smart San St. Louis apparently as well. Yeah, um, some kind of I'm trying to pull up the the tweet here really quick. I have a lot of basketball ones in the. Uh, oh, the, Houston the old... also gets Ennis Freedom. Oh, that makes sense. Like he, that that's the spot that he's taking. That that Tice is taking is the Freedom one. So so free... so, so wait a minute. You're going to trade Dennis Schroeder for. Dennis Schroeder and Ennis Freedom and Bruno Fernando and uh, the Lakers officially have no deal. <laughs> Woj. That's the worst Woj bomb of the day. Yeah. But the, the, the Celtics, they traded all those guys just for Daniel Tice. They must have really missed him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that one at all. Cause it's not like, like that, that, that Celtics team does get pushed around. But it's not like they didn't with Tice on them last year. Yeah. Um, just a quick the, the quick pivot to hockey. Um, mm-hmm. Pierre Lebrun's tweet five minutes ago. Just an idle thought. If for whatever reason Johnny Gaudreau doesn't re-sign in Calgary and re and hits the UFA market July 13, his agent Louis Gross was also Marty St. Louis' agent, and so it, uh, St. Louis was a player Gaudreau looked up to growing up. Like I said, just an idle thought. As if he's just throwing that out there and no one's going to react to that. Um, man. Lakers, hey? I need a second. <laughs> oh, oh my god! So I, 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 uh, I will I not they be do surprised. something stupid today. I didn't think they would do nothing today. I would expect, like I said, now in the next hour or so, that Frank Vogel will be fired. That's that's the Laker news today, I believe. Man, and they want to focus on the bio market, but they have to cut people. So who are you yeah. going to cut? Who are you going to cut? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can name a li- I mean, I would cut Avery Bradley. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, who aren't you cutting, right? Like the, yeah. there isn't, as we talked about today, like the, there's no one anyone would want, right? So the only players on that team I would not want to cut, obviously, other than the obvious ones of Braun and AD and Westbrook is not happening. Malik Monk, obviously no chance I would cut him because got Malik Monk, everyone's going to be all over him uh stanley johnson i just don't think that's gonna happen although like he is kind of regressed down to i think what the raptors saw a few years ago yeah um and then i wouldn't cut wayne ellington because i thought he showed a few, a few good things yesterday and i think that's a guy that if he went in the buyout market a lot of teams would want wayne ellington other than that yeah. i don't care yeah maybe baysmore baysmore and i am waved. I am, I am, I am really surprised the Lakers aren't doing anything. Same thing with the Knicks. And unless that, like, we haven't seen a, the Knicks aren't doing anything. No, well, um, officially no, no deals for the Knicks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. 22 seconds ago. Wow. 
the Knicks and the so two things happened. The Knicks and the deal, the the, the Laker deal with the Magic fell apart because of uh, of reasons, and the Knicks and the Lakers were about to do a trade, and then that fell apart. Hmm. So yeah, they they tried, and they failed. So yeah, it's uh. A, that's the trade deadline. Uh, we're going to break this into two pieces. We'll do um, the uh, the Super Bowl side and the other side of this. But just quickly, your winners and your losers today, Peter. Uh, I, the big winner is Brooklyn. Like uh, yes. uh, other teams did well. Brooklyn got themselves closer to a championship today with, with what they did. I, I love Seth Curry's involvement in that trade. Andre Drummond, as we talked about before, fills a need for that team as well. And then Ben Simmons, if he can do anything, this Brooklyn team is a juggernaut. Uh, in terms of other teams that get a win, just for the, the trade season in general, I'll say the Pacers. I think they did exceptionally well with yeah. their blowing up of everything. And now that they're a team that I think going into next year is, is a, a bit of a, a fascinating one. So those are the two just at, at first reaction that are the, the winners of the day for me. Yeah, I got Pacers. I got Brooklyn. Um, I give the Raptors a win. They got rid of a guy that they would have had to buy out and they got something out of it. Yeah. Yes, they lose a first-round pick, but I and I even think Drew Eubanks is going to be able to help them a little bit as well. Just a guy that can bang in the paint a little bit. They didn't have to give up anyone. Uh, if I'm a Malachi Flynn fan, I'm a little happy today because that's uh, another day that he gets to eat with the Raptors, and maybe he has now time to maybe go to the playoffs and maybe grow, but it hasn't really worked for Malachi. Yeah, maybe he has a chance to grow there. Um, I think the Spurs, a lot of the Spurs did. They just they just said like, hey, like yeah, we'll take Josh Richardson. Yeah, he's a defensive guard, and at the very least, he's going to help push us potentially into a position to be a play-in team. Uh, take a chance on Romeo Langford. Who cares? Like, yeah. It may not work. It may work. Who knows? You know, they trade Thad Young, who they were going to waive anyways, and they get a first-round pick from the Raptors out of it. <laughs> so, like, sure, why not? So, Spurs, I think, are kind of a nice little sleeper hit. I mean, for all the stuff we were kind of hard in Philly, they still got James Harden. So, they right. win. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. That 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 is a good one for them as well, and not like not in the the higher tier, but Milwaukee filled a need today. I, I would consider yes. that a, a win for them. And I know like the Halliburton part was bad, but I think what the Kings did overall, it's going to help them potentially get into that play-in position. They're a better uh, so, team this year for it. So. Yeah. My losers are the Jazz because I think that they kind of hurt themselves by not getting an extra wing at the very least in the mm -hmm. market out there uh, to kind of help with the Joe Ingles part. They're still a really good team, but really only bringing in Alexander Walker. And I think they're going to have a hard time bringing in any um, buyout guys. Uh, the Lakers are the biggest loser of the day, not doing anything, yeah. not improving your team in any way. And why would guys in the buyout market want to go to your team over Milwaukee, over Philly or over the Nets? Man, just think of that sentence. Why would anyone go to Los Angeles when they could go to Milwaukee? Exactly. Uh, but you're right. Like you're, you're yeah. right. Um, to, to me, <clears throat> one of the biggest losers of the day is Dallas. Um, yes. I, I, I hate that move that they make. And like you, you just, you have, um, you have a generational talent and a West that aside from two is pretty wide open. And to, 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 I, I don't think they made their team better. Um, they might've made their situation a little bit worse by taking on another bigger contract. So I, I hate what Dallas did today. They, they would be a big loser for me. And I, I mentioned it like in the same vein as the, the Lakers need to do something. I thought the Knicks needed to do anything today. And the, the fact that they just kind of stood pat, at least it's not desperation Knicks that we've seen a few times and making dumb moves, but 
it needed to be something today. And that the fact that it's nothing was very surprising to me. Yeah, I agree with Dallas. And I, I think the Wizards are a loser. Yeah. Because I don't know what, what, what is this team? I right. Like, what, what, what are you is. holding on to these guys for? Like, you, you know, you gave up, I, I, you traded Aaron Holiday for nothing, really. It doesn't seem like. I'm just trying yeah. to see what the full Aaron Holiday. Yeah, that one kind of got lost. It was, cash. it was cash. They traded Aaron oh, Holiday they for They sold cash. Aaron Holiday. Hmm. So they sold Aaron Holiday, which I think was stupid. You got Ish Smith, who will be gone next year. And Vernon Car- Carey, former Duke player, it's fine. But I think you could have got more from Trez from a desperate team. And you didn't really get anything there. Uh, you're just really hoping that Porzingis does something, but you're trying to, your, your job this offseason is to sell Bradley Beal to stay in Washington. And yeah. I don't think you did a good job with the pieces that you got today. No, or accept that Bradley Beal isn't going to stay and try to set yourself up for next year, which they didn't do either. Um, yeah. like they the, can't trade him now. He, he has the choice what he wants to do now. He can yeah. leave for nothing. Yeah. And like you, you didn't put yourself in a spot where, okay, if he leads, this is what we were pivoting to for our, our rebuild. Like right now it's, it's Kuzma and Kristaps. Then that's not, mm-hmm. not a great spot to be in. The Rockets have waived Ennis Freedom. Oh, that was quick. Yeah. Uh, Philly, go get him. Yeah. Honestly, that makes some sense. Yeah. Uh, so Brad Beal will have the choice to pick up $37 million, but he can get $45 million. Even if he leaves, uh, I think that's if he stays with the, with the Wizards. Even if he leaves, I think he can still make as much as 40 to $42 million. If he decides yeah. to say, if I had my bet right now, if he leaves, I would say Portland, probably. Him and, uh, him and Dame, just bring yeah. that back together. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Not bad. Like him, him, Dame, um, and Hart. Like that's uh, with Nurkic still there. But you're, mm-hmm. you're starting Nas, something at least. Anthony Simons. Yeah. It's not terrible. Yeah, I, I think that the Wizards did today was disastrous. Yeah, it's a bad day for them because I, you can look at the Pacers' future side. You can look at let's say like some of the teams that kind of built around the hedges, right? I yeah. can see what the Pacers' future is. It looks great. The Kings, I can see what the Kings' future is. The Spurs, I can see what the Spurs are trying to do moving around the hedges, and more particular with the Pacers, a team that dumped Karis LeVert and Demontis Sabonis. These guys, the wizard, like you're going to a season next year, potentially, and maybe they get lucky. They win the lottery and they get Paula or Chet and everything's hunky dory all of a sudden. Right. But at this point right now, you don't have those odds. And you're looking at a team that your selling point is Perzingis who four years ago. Sure. But now I don't know. And Kyle Kuzma. Yikes. Yeah, no, they're, they are. They are not in a good spot right now. And they, they did they did nothing to, uh, I guess, kind of solidify that going forward. It's no, I, I don't like that. I, I don't like it from their perspective a whole lot. You're right. I wonder um, if they buy out KCP at all, maybe. Man, you'd think you could have got like if you're going to not have them on your team, I know. you, you would have thought that there would have been something here at the end of the deadline. Yeah. I mean, and if I, as a Laker fan, I would say if I'm a Laker fan, as a Laker fan, I'm hoping they, they buy out KCP and I'm doing everything to talk him to coming back to LA. Yeah. 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 That, that is a, as much as you can offer him uh, for one year contract for, for KCP, you, you, you do that he, one. If he does get bought out, the sneaky sleeper team for him is the Hawks. He's an Atlanta native. He went to Georgia. Mm-hmm. 
And before he re-signed with the Lakers, he almost went to Atlanta because he wanted to be back in Georgia. So, I don't think he would, but I would love him on the um, I would love him on the Raptors. Oh God, he's a uh, he's such a Raptor. Yeah, he totally is. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's um, a it's an interesting deadline. It is a little surprise. Nothing from nothing real from Denver, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like the, their big thing is maybe Jamal Murray comes back in a month. Um, yeah. So that's it there. But yeah, aside from that, like Houston's not really yet. Oh, oh, a little surprised OKC didn't like utilize a little bit more of their cap space or anything to try to get another pick, like a Tobias Harris type of a, a thing or something like that. But yeah. I guess Philly is just keeping Tobias Harris now. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, really, really interesting, this deadline. Um, and we'll kind of see what the buyout market is as we're just trying to think of something. Enos, like I said, Enos is going to be in the buyout market. Maybe Schroeder will be. I don't know. I'm assuming he will be. Uh, I yeah. maybe KCP, like we talked about. We know Dragic will be. Um, so these are kind of Schroeder will that, be for sure. I would assume anyway. Yeah. So I mean, the good thing is for a lot of people is you can turn notifications off for Woj and Shams on your tweet on your tweet now for a little bit. Yeah. Because now it's just all like little this player's injured and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. We're gonna do a quick Super Bowl uh, preview pod, and uh, until next time, folks. Cheers and enjoy the day. All right, so there you go. Uh, a little bit of, like I said, bonus action coming to you on Couch Potato Diary today. Thanks to Josh and the team over at the Fresh Take Network for uh, the opportunity to chat about that. Uh, still got a couple more things from me this week. We have uh, the Friday show. Going to be a big one. Super Bowl preview. Got all our props ready. Got all the previews ready. That's where we're going to be going. And then we also have Israel Adesanya against Robert Whitaker for the middleweight championship of the world coming up tomorrow. So that's going to be a busy one. And then I am hoping Friday night we're going to be on twitch.tv uh, slash primetimepk. Saturday, uh, Saturday night also twitch.tv slash primetimepk. Hoping to go on after the UFC card is done. Remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever possible. And you can also give the gift of cleaning, uh, sorry, give the gift of time during the month of February. Call in and book a residential cleaning for someone you love and get 14% off. When you call in to 403-274-3998, mention you are phoning about the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Valentine's promotion. That's going to do it for me. Talk to y'all tomorrow. I'm out.